This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Join the 4.9 Friday morning show with Leo. Now, most of you out there are fans of The Real Housewives of Melbourne. Of course, uh, season three is currently filming at the moment around Melbourne. And uh, one of our, our favourites this year was the newbie on the block, Gamble. And, of course, her fiancé and her stepson um, also featured on the show. They're joining me right now. Hello, Luke and Vic Wolf. Leo, Welcome to Joy. Yeah, thank you. Look, you're last in here for our radiothon, yeah. which was heaps of fun. You came in with Gamble. Yeah. And you just spoke about, I guess, your coming out story and, and wanting to get more involved in the community. Yeah. And that was quite a few months ago. And since then, you've got a bit of a job. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bartender at a bar in Melbourne. And within the first two weeks of working there, I'd gone from being a complete outsider of the Melbourne gay community to being part of it and feeling part of the community. And it was such an easy transition and just the support and the friends that I made so quickly was just incredible. How are you enjoying the experience? You, what's your signature cocktail? Do you make really good cocktails <laughs> or how's your beer pouring and stuff? Oh, my beer pourings, it can be right. good in it or it can be bad. Or the wine? The, the, oh, I'm good with wine. That's good, yeah. yeah. I've grown up on the peninsula, so I'm used, <laughs> you, you're good I'm at, used to you're wine. Good at, you're good at home with it, Luke. Yeah, yeah it's good at home with it, that's right. <laughs> For a young guy like yourself, to be a part of something like that is quite difficult because you don't really know, because you live in the peninsula, so it's quite quiet like, yeah. as far as a LGBTI community goes, I yeah. guess. How have you found coming out as a whole, as opposed, because when I first came out, it was probably a bit more difficult. I mean, my dad asked me when I first came out. I came back from an overseas trip for six months and we're in the car and he goes, oh, are you gay? I said... Well, yeah, I am. Yeah. And it was weird. But how's it been for you? I feel like recently it's become something that's much more accepted. And there's a lot more knowledge about it. For me, it was quite easy. I had the support of my mother who played a big part in the gay community. Not a big part, but was involved in the gay community. And then I had dad who has this medical background. So there was a complete understanding of that from him. There was no difficulty with that of his understanding of mm. what it meant. And Rick, when you first found out that, that Luke was gay, what was going through your mind when he was basically opening up to you? And, and when he being, told me? Yeah. Well, firstly, the important thing for Leo was not to react in any negative way. Mm. Um, that was so important because it would make you feel bad, you know? Yeah, of course. Um, secondly, I realised that, and I was very pleased he told me, and I had no negative view of it. Well, I did know that his life path might be different to mine. Mm. I just hope it's better. Yeah. It is hard because a lot of kids, when they tell their parents, unfortunately they get a negative experience. But in your case, it was a very positive one. I guess, yeah, it was. And I was lucky in that way. Yeah. And then telling, I guess, the rest of the family. And, and how do they take it? Like your cousins and... My cousins all took it really well. Yeah. My aunt was like, yeah, we already know. Mine <laughs> <laughs> did the same thing when I yeah. came out. Yeah. My aunt actually called up dad when I came out to her and said, you know, I'd been telling you this for years, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, that was okay. But And then when you met Gamble, you met Gamble online. 
to um, yeah, sure. e-harmony, e- 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 exactly. which is many people meet people online these days. And it's a great, I guess it's a great way to meet people and to meet up and see if you get along. And it's been over four years, you're engaged now. Sure. And of course, back then, bringing gambling to the family, at first, Luke, you struggled a bit with that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Um, Dad had just come out of quite a nasty divorce, and I wasn't the biggest fan of his ex-wife and still aren't. And he's very protective of me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. I didn't want someone to come in and hurt Dad again, and I didn't want someone to come in and hurt the family again. And for a long time, I was really apprehensive about her. And, you know, I really tried my best to push her out of the family, which I regret now. It was one of the worst decisions I'd made. We nearly did. Yeah, (laughs) I came very close to getting rid of her. What's the turning point? I think the turning point was I actually spent time with Gamble and I actually started to realise that I got along with her really well. And I realised that she made Dad really happy and that Dad made her really happy. And they'd both been in relationships that they weren't happy with before. And... They were finally happy, and I realised that I just couldn't stand in the way of that. That wasn't right for me to do. I mean, it's my dad's life, not mine. It's his relationship, and it wasn't my place to stop it. And when she moved in with us, and when I spent more time with her, Gamble and I are very similar. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we get up to a lot of trouble together. Half of it Dad doesn't know, and that's good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Tell me more later. (laughs) And, yeah, but we just get along really well. And I can't really imagine where this family would be at the moment without her. I, I think minus the housewives, minus all of that. Hmm. I think she's brought so much structural integrity into the family. She's really pulled it together. And I can't thank her enough for that. I think there came a point, Luke, when you realised her motives were good. Yeah. Hmm. Because I think you might have been a little suspicious. I was really of, suspicious of yeah. her. Yeah. And I understand that. I get that. And what about you, Rick? I mean... Meeting someone online and then getting to know them and stuff, what was the one thing that really this could be someone that I want to spend the rest of my my life with? Do you know, Leah, I don't know. I mean, it's like that. Those things are so intangible. Gamble, for instance, before she met me, had a very social life. She met men all the time. Mm. And so did I. I met other women all the time. But, you know, I think that uh, online helps you... Meet somebody that you're compatible with. Mm. Sometimes seeing their pictures, they don't have to be fabulously attractive, as she was. It's just something that you see. And mm. I'm not sure what it is. It's intangible. I don't, I don't actually understand it. Yeah. Last year, your lives changed a lot. I said this year when it went to air was the housewives. Gamble came in as a newbie along with, with Petty Fleur. I actually went to the, the launch last year before it aired and actually got to speak to Gamble and, and, and got to have a few words with her. And I could tell straight away that she was going to bring something different to the table as far as Housewives goes the, the, this year. And, of course, it's been a great success this year. The show has changed your lives because you're now in the public eye a bit, so to speak. How has that changed the dynamic of the family? Well, you know, I think we're still the same people. Mm. And, and when we sit at home at dinner at night, we actually don't think about it very much. We're just who we were. Yeah. Um, when we go out, though, it's kind of different because Gamble can't walk very far without yeah. people <coughs> stopping here. And, and <laughs> you're the you one picture? that takes the photographs, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and they, they say, who are you? <laughs> one guy came up to me and said, who are you? Are you important? I said, no, 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 no not me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Join the 4.9 Friday morning show with Leah, my special guest in studio. For the first time doing an interview together? This is the first time? Yes, I think together? so. Yeah. 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 First interview together, uh, Vic's partner Gamble is in the World Housewives of Melbourne and her stepson Luke live in the Joy Studios this morning. Now, when I first watched the um, season two of Housewives, when they introduced you into the show, and they said that you're an eye surgeon, I thought... I had laser surgery done a few years ago. And I've always found it quite fascinating that you could do something to fix someone's vision. It's quite remarkable. Well, I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, over and 28 years. Yeah, and surgery, surgery was my interest. Mm. And when I started in the, in the 80s, it was such a burgeoning field. There were so many new things happening. There was vast improvements in cataract surgery. The idea of the laser eye surgery was starting. I thought, this is a really exciting field. Mm. I want to be part of this. And I made myself part of those two things, cataract surgery and and what we call refractive surgery. That includes laser eye surgery. Mm. And so I thought, okay, I don't want to be a surgeon. Well, I am a surgeon. I want to be an eye surgeon. I want to do that sort of surgery. And that's what my career has been so far. And it's very rewarding in, in the results that you get and what you can do for people. Because you've done over 17,000 operations, which is Yes, I don't remember incredible. them all. I don't remember <laughs> them all. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, I remember getting it done for myself and thinking I was wearing glasses since I was about 11 years old. I was just getting sick of wearing glasses. That was, that was the, the top of the list. And when you do think about doing something like this, I guess research is important, Rick, to find what's out there and and there's so many different procedures sure what's the first thing that people should do when they want to get laser eye correction done well there's only there's only a few of us who do it and i guess you've got to find a surgeon that you're comfortable with correct and uh, people people have all sorts of different ways of finding who they want to do it some guy they like or girl they like Mm. Or alternatively, some go online and look at the equipment that they use yeah. and whether that's the best equipment. People think differently. You know, the technical kind of people think like that. You know, soft and fuzzy people say, oh, I like that guy. You know, all sorts of different ways. And people find their own ways. And there's so much information on the Internet out there mm. so that people can find the, the information they need. The most important thing is obviously feeling comfortable with who you decide to go with. And the aftercare is also really important. I remember when I got my eyes done, Afterwards, there's different eye drops you got to take, and you know you just you sleep a lot. You take these tablets, and they make you feel drowsy, and all this stuff. And I remember that week, I have not slept so much in my life. Sure, there are two main uh, types of laser eye surgery on the cornea. Mm. One's called LASIK, and the other's called PRK or ASLA. It's it sounds like that's what you had. Yeah, and, and it's, it's it can be quite painful, and for some days, and you sleep, and you take. Yes, and, and we probably only do maybe five percent of cases that way now. Okay, uh, most of them with the LASIK, we make a flap of the cornea with another laser, and it kind of tricks the cornea into thinking nothing's been done, and usually you get better that day, and people are largely rehabilitated on the first day. A little bit of irritation for a few hours. So mm. that's the way I guess we do 95% of cases now. And uh, with the new equipment that we've got available, uh, this is, I believe, the best way to do it. And you've done a procedure on Gamble, on her eyes, is it Yes, right? I have too. Yeah. Yeah, she said, why can't was I Was she a good patient? She was, you know, she was more nervous than I would have expected. Really? Yeah, she, she, she speaks brave. She's spoken about it before publicly and sounds yes. very brave. It wasn't right. She wasn't quite <laughs> <laughs> She wasn't that brave. <laughs> but she trusted me yeah. and, and she got a great result and, and yeah. she was very happy with it. 
doing this must be really rewarding because obviously there's people like me that, you know, are just thinking, okay, there's, I wear glasses mm. and I just don't want to wear them anymore. I, I tried contacts, had a contacts and, yeah. and just want, I guess, the freedom just to see how we've all been made to see just with, with no glasses or no contacts. People have all sorts of different reasons mm. to have it done. Um, there are very practical reasons. People want to qualify, say, for the police force or the yeah. ADF. People have jobs, uh, certain jobs are terribly difficult, construction, chefs. People, all sorts of people have terrible difficulty doing their job with glasses. For others, some glasses just don't correct their vision properly and mm. really contact lenses or laser eyes is the only way to deal with it. And there are others who just want it, you know, and just wanting it's a good reason to do it. Mm, Exactly right. And, of course, your website, I went on the the other night, and it's got heaps of information, um, vistaeyes.com.au, to get more information on what you do at Vista Eyes. Um, Because there's there's so many different procedures, and everyone's different. Everyone has different eyes and different requirements. That's right, Leo. So we've got something that might suit most people who have a problem. Mm. And we've such a range of treatments these days. Once upon a time, it was just laser eye surgery. Now it's so many treatments that nearly everybody is suitable for something, providing they want to have it enough. Exactly. Now, we also, also say, I can actually confirm, as of today, um, this morning was the big media launch for the season three of The Real Housewives of Melbourne, and your lovely Gamble is appearing in the season this year as well. She's, so, she's very happy about that. So congrats on that. You've Thank been you. have been filming for a few weeks. It was all up in the air until today. <laughs> You've been filming for a few weeks. How's the filming going? been going, Luke? It's been good fun. We obviously can't speak too much about no, it. No, you can't say a lot about be, it. But you know, a bit of fireworks, no doubt. Oh, of course. Well, yeah, definitely. Fireworks. Wow. What, <laughs> what fireworks? <laughs> yeah, fire, yeah, you can call them fireworks, <laughs> nuclear I, bombs. I think Gamby's blitzed the fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Filming's good fun, you know, you get, you kind of get used to the cameras being there after about five minutes and it just becomes really natural. And the entire team that we work with is really great. It's a bit of fun. You know, I thought about this, you know, watch reality TV before I was actually on it. Mm. And I thought, this isn't reality, they make it all up. (laughs) And actually, it is reality. It is what happens, you know, they, they catch you off guard. It's real. I mean, when Gamble, for instance, was upset about what people were saying about her last time, she'd come home and cry. I mean, she didn't make it up. Yeah. You know? and, and when you think about it, it has to be that way because they're not professional actors. They can't go do that. It's real it's, people. It's, they're real people. Yeah. And that's what makes it so interesting. Also, congratulations, Rick. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you're getting married next week. Yes, Gamble, I thought it was about time. We'd next be... Thursday. So yeah. obviously we can't speak too much about it, but I must be pretty excited. I hope <laughs> it's going to be a very fun day. And It's um, going to be a very fun day. Um, love and, and, and laughter and, and of course it's going to look fantastic. I think it's going to be a beautiful day. Are you going to be having a bit of a Bucks night? No, you know, that's not organised. Maybe we should. Not that he knows of. It'll be up to his best man. <laughs> so you're the best man? Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and you got your suit sorted? Almost. Almost. Everything yeah. fits all right. We think so. If Luke's yeah. organising, if, 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 if there's a Bucks turn on Luke's organising, right. I'm scared already. <laughs> <laughs> and, you're, and your suit's sorted? Yes, you're yes, okay. yes. Oh, all good yes. to go. The sleeves are being <laughs> stitched on currently and uh, pants being taken up. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> Dr. Rick Wolf and his son Luke, thank you so much for coming in this morning. It's been great having you in studio. and um, Your first interview together. 
And you can catch all the shenanigans next year with season three of The Real Housewives of Melbourne. Congrats um, on the wedding next week, next Thursday, I believe. Yes, indeed. So have a fantastic day and can't wait to see the photographs when they appear... Who knows where? You never know. (laughs) 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 You're on Joy 94.9. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.